ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael Traverse. Joined with me always is Jake Traverse. And this is Traverse, Traverse the, the Multiverse. Multiverse, where we talk about everything within the multiverse, which includes everything. And today, we have uh, kind of an interesting topic to me and Mr. Traverse over here. Let's say morbidity, macabre, torture methods. Let's see how this one goes. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So today we have for a sort of topic, it's more of a genre of things, uh, morbid, macabre. Such as torture, torture methods. What do you think, Mr. Jake? You want to start us off? Well, which one do you want me to go with? The worst or the least worst? Okay, no matter what you say, there is always worse. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what you think is the worst, and then I'll say what I think is the worst. Hmm. Like physical torture? Or Pick mental a torture. Guaranteed I could top it. The White Room. Oh, the White Room. Where everything is white. The chairs, your clothes, the food they bring you, your skin. No, because that's not an area of the world where white people are dominant. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, if you're mal... If you're mal... If you're only given a bland diet... Your skin turns white after a while. Yeah, I suppose. Pale from lack of sunlight. Mm -hmm. Then you start hallucinating. <clears throat> seeing things. Mental torture. Very nice. Now, I believe there's worse torture. Does that mean even apples, if you get an apple, it's white? No, they feed you white food. Like uh, rice and... Tofu. Tofu. There is a white apple. Yeah, but it's too expensive to feed the prisoners. And strawberries. There's a white strawberry. Indeed. Now, no, getting off topic, now your topic, please. The iron bowl. Or the copper, what is it, the, the brass bowl? or It's the brass bowl. Where they throw you inside a metal bowl and light a fire underneath. And cook you alive. You are alive the entire time. Now keep in mind, that is not <clears throat> steam burdens. Eventually your nerve endings will die and you won't feel it anymore. Which brings the question, what if they steamed you alive? Steam burns are a lot different from fire burns or any kind of like regular burns. On the same topic, and I don't mean to interrupt, I'm just on the same topic. Be my guess. I know where you're going with this. Well, your nerve endings don't die and you feel every ounce of it? No, the... Boiling you alive. I didn't say boil you alive. Well, if they boil you alive, you just said that. No, I said steam you alive. Steam you alive, sorry. I was wrong. Yeah, you... Steam alive. Now, they have done something similar. The Mayans, they have done something similar. It is well documented that there was a volcano that they used to sacrifice at. Where they basically have these four pillar chains with a metal basket in the middle. They would literally put you in that basket lower you down and it would literally steam you alive yep 
And as I was saying, when you're steamed alive, your nerve endings will not die. Nope. You feel every minute of that. Every minute feels like a day. Yep. So, oh, and another thing. When they throw you into volcanoes, it's not liquid. Well, it is a liquid, but it's a thick liquid. And you land on top of molten rock well over a thousand degrees. You will slowly <clears throat> burn alive. I don't know if you'd necessarily melt. You I mean your flesh can melt, but your bones can't. They turn to ash. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to torture methods and technically execution methods as well. So I believe mine's a little worse because eventually you'll get released from the white room. Yeah, but mental torture, if you're broken completely, you're broken. You're not wrong, but you can also seek help that can aid you in uh, <coughs> how to put it, uh, living in society. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can completely break, but you can always be put back together in some way, shape, or form. It'll never be the same, but you can function. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Now... As far as torture, mental ranks pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. But I believe pain's worse. Painful torture. If you combine the two, Jesus. That's another ballpark by all <clears throat> together. But there is another form of torture. Um, they actually use this for recruits in the army. A certain army, I'm not going to name who. Nowadays, basically, if they doze off, they get pricked by this needle that's hanging straight up like this on their oh, coat. Oh, the chin fork. Well, this is a variant. It's just one needle sitting right here, pointed up. And it's like this small, like about two inches, and it sits upward in your collar. And if you doze off, it pricks you. Now, the fork, that's completely different type of thing. Basically, they would bound your legs, bound your arms behind your back, and they would strap this fork, two-ended fork, around your neck. They won't strap you down. In many different sh ways, shapes, and forms, they would do this. Now, I'm giving... You're generalizing only, I would, I'm it. generalizing it to a specific one. Now, it... Basically, it varies on depending on what you did. Now, in the categorization of where I'm going at is the worst of the worst. They would strap you with your arms behind your back along with your legs tied to your hands. And you could not lean backwards any more than you already can. You'll like your body will intent it would intentionally lean forward to get some sense of relief. Okay. This was the point of the fork because your body would want relief and when you're leaning forward it's stabbing you in the chest as well as stabbing you upwards into your skull. Yeah. See, I got something a little worse than that. <clears throat> it's a tiny box. Barely big enough for a human. So something like those glass boxes the magicians use? Something like that but smaller. Oof. Where they put you in a very uncomfortable position. Lock you in there for days. 
you get no relief. And there's no comfortable way to sit. You cannot move. That, that alone would be, well, it'd make you hurt. And then on top of that, sleep deprived. Because the pain would be so intense. Well, that you, there's certain ways people sleep. And, there's, and if, if the people torturing you really suck, they turn up the heat. In order to sleep, your body temperature has to lower. Mm-hmm. Now, turn up the heat and make the box uncomfortable. And like I said, you're possibly in here for days, so you're pissing and shitting all over yourself. Not the worst torture, but it's getting up there. I think we can ramp this up a little bit. I got one for you that's something similar. What's that? Basically, they would put you in a barrel... Fill it full of rotten food, throw a rat or two in there, and tar off the holes where your arms are, and have you floating. Oh, that's not bad. The rats would have to find a way out, and the best way out is through your throat. There's another something like that where they put a kind of like a <clears throat> dome, and they heat that up. The rat's going to burrow into you to get out. To get out. See, You'll basically use your esophagus to get out. I'm challenging you with something here. Come up with your own torture. Original. And by the way, at the end of this episode, we will bring up... <laughs> How do I say this? Um, less serious torture methods. Well, in the topic of torture, anyway. Yeah, like slapping your best friend with a freaking rubber duck over and over and over and over. Oh, one of those rubber chickens? Yes. Well, we'll bring that up later. Yes, but I'm just giving him a preview. Now, come up with something. Mm. Stoning. That's not original. It is. No, it's not. Think of it. I'm thinking of it. Oh, you're talking about original as in, like, what I would come up with. Yeah, I'm saying Not like you original as in, like, something original. No, you come up with something. Now, keep in mind, we will not be doing this. This is just hypothetical situation. It's theory. No, not even theory. It's hypothetical. It's good storytelling. Well, it's basically a hyp- hypothetical theory, theorism, basically. It's good storytelling. That, too. All right. Now, continue. Let's see. And then I will try and beat it. I got one. Alright. Basically, you get these shoes. Okay? I would make them out of iron. Okay. Iron shoes. And cinder block. So, pretty much concrete shoes. Alright. Bear with me. These metal-looking shoes would be barred to the cinder blocks. Okay? On each shoe. Okay. Okay? But inside this shoe... Are tiny two-inch spikes, and you are made to walk. All right. Until you cannot walk anymore. All right. I like that. Now that's... with your hands bound. Why do hands need to be bound? Because they're gonna reach out to do something to get relief. Oh, touche. Now, temporary torture. 
Is is that all it is? Is walking? Walking in those shoes or is there more? There's more. Say more. Do your whole torture. Now as they're walking, sooner or later they'll get used to the pain. But behind them is going to be a guy prodding them. But that still doesn't... And basically this is a death sentence. They walk until they die. They walk until they die. Then when they are bit to exhaustion to the point where they can't walk anymore they will point to a lake and they are forced to walk in there ah got you i think i got you beat as in the mental and physical torture now this will take years hear me out on this one let's just say i have medical knowledge surgical knowledge right Kidnap someone, put them to sleep, and every time they wake up, a little piece of them goes missing. Let's say the first time they wake up, five fingers, gone. Next time they wake up, whole arm. If you really want to get technical with this, as they're awake, you deglove their entire arm, as in just take off their skin. Pump full of adrenaline so they're not going to pass out. But eventually, they're missing arms, legs, and then you work on their face. They're completely aware this is happening because you allow them a couple days in between, you know, to heal up. And like I said, this is going to take years. Eventually moving on to the face, the eyes. And you're probably asking, how are you going to take care of them for that many years? What are you going to feed them? Themselves. And you will show them you cooking them their well, so auto cannibalism basically basically and you force feed it to them now no painkillers whatsoever so they're feeling everything after they wake up of course because you don't want them writhing around during surgery you might nick something important but you always leave one eye until the very end. And then you remove their jaw and ears and stuff. Now, keep in mind, I am writing a book. And there's this in my book. And <laughs> trust me, it, it's saying it on this podcast. Not no one can steal my idea. Copyright. Yeah, I will copyright and strike this or whoever tries to take it so that is mine and eventually <clears throat> you know I don't know you make them live like that the rest of their life how's that mind alright another form of torture well who really wins that one though you honestly Yay! Well, honestly, I would call that like more of a tie because, Jesus, I heard that. <laughs> the biggest thing is, with my form of torture, you're forced to walk until you are not able to walk anymore. Then you are forced to be prodded until you can't, and your the torture, basically the executioner, will point toward, towards a water source, and you're forced to walk into it. 
and drown yourself. Yeah, see, that could take up to a couple days. Mine takes upwards to, I'd say, three years. Mm-hmm. So I think you have a very good idea. I don't know. I don't know which one's worse because eventually they get used to that kind of pain of walking around with all those spikes in their feet. But there is knowing they're going to die, and eventually they'd accept their feet. Mm-hmm. With mine, they don't know what's going to happen. Well, not only are you physically breaking them, they're mentally breaking them. Oh, yeah. The, the person in my scenario is completely broken by the end of this. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it wasn't, if the person wasn't laughing manically. Maybe eventually. And then you just send them back out in the world. No arms, no legs. No distinguishing features. Let them live like that. And like I said, it is in my book. I will copyright strike anybody who takes this. I will. I promise you that. I wouldn't tempt fate. Nope. Because no. remember, I'll find you. He's not kidding. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> not about the copyright strike, because I will get you. But no, I'm just, anyway... I was talking about the copyright strike, you bonehead. Oh my god. So. Anyway. I I think after that. Yeah, but another form of torture that I can think of has to be the rack. The rack ain't bad. But one of the favorites of all history is the blood eagle. Mm-hmm. Similar to the rat. Wasn't that the Viking torture method? That is Viking. That you're alive as they crack open your ribs and spread them all. Like an eagle's wings. Yeah, and they pop your lungs all around just like that. Yep. Another, and I actually just came up with this idea of a torture method. They basically hang you from your wrists with your legs bound. And they feed you until you're fat. And sooner or later, your tendons are going to give out. And you're going to die from the fall. I got a movie to show you. Okay. For those who don't... Well, those of you who don't know... And that actually <laughs> brings up this movie. Uh, it's Seven, I believe it's called. With Morgan Freeman. Oh, and... Uh, what the hell? Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. You know, what's in the box? That meme. Mm-hmm. That's what that's from. The main protagonist, the killer in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, force feeds a man spaghetti until his stomach bursts. Which is an actual thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, now let's talk about some lighter torture. No, I had a couple more. Well, we gotta move on from torture. But I got a couple more. I got three more. Alright, do your three more, then we touch on the lighter ones. Yee! Uh, let's see. A thousand cuts. Yeah. Now, that would be a Chinese torture method. Are you sure it's Chinese, not Japanese? I'm pretty sure it's Chinese. Pretty sure. Eastern. Eastern, yes. We'll go with that. Because that, we don't, because we don't want to differentiate from either one. Well, not differentiate. We don't want to offend history. Yeah, because we don't accurately know. I mean, so we, we're just guessing. Yeah, you know, we did little to no research on where these came from, but yeah, thousand cuts. 
That's got to suck. That's like the bamboo torture. Mm-hmm. Now, that could go one of two ways. It's either they lay you over a sprig of bamboo and it busts its way through you, or bamboo under your fingernails. Bamboo torture. Go ahead, Jake. This is a type of torture method where they would basically tip you upside down from... They would tie your legs sprawled outward... And then basically get a two-handed saw, like a lumberjack, you know, for those big oh, yeah. logs. That, and they would saw you in half from sternum to your head. Well, it's like that, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, it's it's a pyramid. That they stick up your butt and let gravity do the work. Mm-hmm. Your farts will never make a sound again. Oh, you won't hear any whistles anymore. <laughs> It'll be more like a which brings up the question, if you wear a thong and fart, does it sound like a violin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, your third one now. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Basically, how this would work... Is I'm trying to remember exactly. They would put you over this. Basically, it would either be concrete or wood. Most of the time, it would be concrete or stone. Yeah, stone. I don't think concrete was a thing then. Well, basically, they would sharpen stone. Oh, I know what you're talking about. All right. And like a... They would basically have this stone pillar sharpened to each point of it. And they would have you ride this thing like cowboy style with your legs tied underneath it. And they would drag you across this thing. Well, there's many different... Slowly. There's many different ways to do it. They could do it that way or tie weights to your ankles and it pulls you down and splits you in half. That's That's how they would do it. All right. But the way I'm talking about it is basically it's a, it was an unorthodox method to do it this way, but they ended up doing it anyway. They would basically have your legs sprawled underneath this um, square pillar that was sharpened on each edge, and they would tie this weight underneath you as your legs are like this, like facing downwards. Yeah, so they, and they would it's like grab praying. your arms and pull you forward slowly mm-hmm. and slowly and slowly. Yeah, see, and now, after all that's said and done, the lighter side of torture, the tickle torture, which is an actual thing. You can look it up, I promise you. It's where they would shackle your ankles and put something sugary or sweet on the bottom of your feet and let goats lick your feet. I've heard they do feathers, too. They could, I suppose. Or dogs with peanut butter. Listen, we don't want to know what you do at home. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> now, do you have a lighter one? If not, I have another idea. I got one. Let's hear it. So you know those horns that um, seals squeak every now and then, and then they give them a fish? Yep. Okay. What if you have basically this... It's like a clockworks pendulum 
basically, but has something on the end of the pendulum that rolls along the floor. Uh... And each time it goes back and forth, it runs over the chicken. The rubber chicken making a noise. Oh, the screaming chickens. Yes. Okay, see, I got you now. You you made that one up, eh? I did. That was my idea. We were going to make some up. I got one. Now, hear me out. This torture involves not a buddy, because <laughs> this would be weird if it was a friend. And it might say a lot about you if you get your friends to do this. But, I don't know. You're the only friend I got right now. No, no, hear me out. Some like let's say you're in trouble, you get arrested, and the government just has some creepy guy standing in the corner of the room, and every half hour walks up and licks your ear. Ugh. Every half hour, you're trying to sleep. He lets you sleep for maybe a half hour at a time, and it licks your ear right in the hole, just like a wet willy with your tongue. Yep, and the whole time you got a playlist of Coco Melon songs. Why not? Never mind. That's copyright. I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, that's why I said Cocomelon. Because Cocomelon, I can say their name. I am not saying any of their thongs. Thongs? No. Definitely thongs. Oh, dear God. <laughs> anyway, moving on from torture. Cruelty. It's amazing how people can be cruel to each other. How cruel they can be to each other. That's, you know, torture, but there, there's more. You know, you got, of course, you got your Indian scammers who just don't give a hell. There are also scammers out there that are like, I need help, I need help. Can you help me by sending me money? Like gift cards or your bank account or shit okay, like that. Okay, first things first. If you ever have, like, Nigerian uh, anybody. Anybody ask you to purchase a gift card and tell them the number so they can transfer money. Or send them a picture. It's it's a scam. It's 100% a scam. Be careful out there, people. Now, concentration camps. Hitler, right? Not a lot of people would know this, but America did the same thing during World War II. Yeah, I believe they had one in Alcatraz, didn't they? No. It's called Japanese internment camps, and nobody likes to say it. Mm. Nobody likes to admit it, but we did the same thing. But I believe they had gas chambers as uh, execution method in prisons at some point. Yeah, uh, not gas chambers, but they would have the electric chair, uh, lethal injection, no, firing I'm... squad. I don't think they ever used gas. But uh, anyway, people being cruel to each other. No rhyme, no reason. Just is. Yeah. You know, hence the reason why you can come up with tortures, or there has been tortures. Wars fought over stupid things. Granted, very vital things. Yeah, kind of like uh, this, the Crusades. Now, that wasn't stupid. That was crucial. Not necessarily. It's the Crusades. Oh. Let's say the Thousand Year War. They fought over a piece of land. Now, I'm not taking sides. I'm not, you know, one believe... They both believe they were in the right. When when you're slaughtering people, there's no right. Now, keep in mind, you'd be amazed at how cruel a human being can be when pushed. 
Anything to add, Mr. Drink? Um, when it comes to cruelty, I've been at the blunt end before of cruelty. Like, one person being cruel to another. Um, for instance, uh, give a little bit of background to me. I'm not going to get too personal with it. I'm just going to give, like, snippets. Um, basically, when I was growing up, um, my upbringing wasn't really that well um, early on in my <clears throat> um, uh, childhood, I should say. And when it comes to me, I was, how can I say this, abused, which is part of the reason why I have a scar on the back of my head. Yep. And I was slammed against a wall 15 times till my skin on my head split open. Ah. Um, later on, when I was in elementary school, not me being the way I am, I have PTSD and that's okay. Some people have it, some people don't. A lot of people know how to deal with it, some people don't, and then they get help. And that's great. With me, I didn't have that help. We didn't know I had it until I was like six or four or something like that. I don't freaking I was too young to know. But um, a bully tried bullying me, fifth grader. I was a second grader. He tried doing exactly what my quote person. person did, where I was going with that, is he tried doing the same thing. I jumped on his shoulders and bit him in the head because right. I felt threatened. Now, as awful as that is, not... No, no, I, I, I totally get it. I'm just giving a little snippet when it comes to cruelty. Yeah. Now, I mean, later on, I got better. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bullying is cruel, but not the level of cruel I was going for. Yeah, and I'm just going off cruelty as the word. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, cruelty maybe not the... Serial killers, let's say. Or even... No, mass murders, genocide, genocides. Yes. So, a mass genocide. Oh, indeed. See, this is turning into a list, and I didn't want it to be like that. No, um, this ain't really turning into a no. list. We're just going off topics. Yeah, let's uh, let's think of trying to. Oh, they did do a gas chamber. I'll be damned. Arizona had a gas chamber. Yeah, he just looked it up. Yeah, Arizona had a gas chamber, or had a gas chamber when it came to um, uh, execution methods. There's for, a lot of execution for prisoners. Methods. There's a lot of execution methods. There were about two thousand uh, deaths in that chamber. No one doubt it. No, oh. oh, it said it in the description. Like I said, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, like over two thousand. <laughs> So, I mean, on the topic of morbidity, cruelty, I mean, there's plenty of stories out there where accidents even happen, such as uh, a diving bell accident. Do they do they even use those anymore? Diving bells, yes. They still use diving bells. But they don't. How do I put this? It's for oil rig workers and people who have to work at the bottom of the ocean or close to it. Uh, okay, and it holds like uh, air in that bell. It holds air in it. It keeps the pressure. Yeah. And because... Pretty much... Um, when people go diving, 
and with uh, like serious divers would mix a certain amount of gases together and that's what they breathe and because of the gases like I think I can't even remember the gases offhand but they have to do something called a decompression stop because if they just shoot up to the surface all those gases will try and escape all at once and you get something called the bends or or less commonly known as decompression sickness and that's bad it can be fatal mm -hmm. so what these big companies do they have a pressure chamber where these people live in the divers and it's pressurized to their working depth and what could happen because it's pressurized any fault in the hull let's say you accidentally put a hole in it catastrophic results kind of like if you're in space and you get sucked through that tiny hole oh exactly like that mm -hmm. you know and then there's the one where uh, the umbilical cord and that's what it's called where it feeds some oxygen keeps them connected to the surface yeah radio contact and stuff where their guideline snapped and all that was holding them up was was the umbilical and that's not rated to hold that much weight. Nope. Well, they fell all the way down to the bottom. And they were not able to save those men. Sad to say, I have a similar story that I read up read up on recently um, when I was Go watching away. YouTube, like tragic stories. Basically, this guy, it's about road rage. Now... Uh. Riding along on a normal day, he picked up his daughter from school with mom, and he was driving along, having a fun day, picked up McDonald's, quote-unquote, and got her Happy Meal, and then started driving on the highway. He got cut off, and he got pissed, and basically he got so mad he wasn't paying attention and started screaming at the guy out his window like shaking his fist out the window at the guy and like what the heck are you doing stuff like that and he started getting so violent he was red like you know, he could see nothing but red yeah he got that angry he wasn't paying attention and the guy in front of him started making a stop well this thing's carrying metal poles final destination himself didn't he the, no he didn't die his daughter and wife did. Imagine living through that knowing you're the cause. Now, granted, I feel very bad for that guy. I really, really do. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But to know that you are the cause of your wife and daughter's death because of your recklessness, yeah. that has got to be hell. I got a story. Heard this one quite a few years back. So, there's a woman moving into a new town. Doesn't know her way yet. Backwoods town, you know. Woods everywhere. You know, she's starting a new job. and Well, she's moving from her place in the big city to a spot in the woods, of course, like I said. She's on her way to her new house. Pitch black out. The mover's been delayed, you know, took a little longer than she thought, so it's around midnight, and she's driving down this road, woods covering all over, and she sees something on the side of the road, 
or should I say someone, mm-hmm. they're walking. She stops and looks. It's a little girl. Hmm. So she stops and asks, where do you live? I'll bring you home. And, you know, a little girl goes, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, but I need to find my way home. So she picks up a little girl. And she drives, you know, a little girl gives her directions to her home. And as she pulls up to the house, the little girl goes, thank you. And she watches as she, the girl goes in her house. And a couple days later, she couldn't get the little girl out of her mind. So she goes back to the house and asks her mother, or, uh, hey, you know, how's your daughter doing? And that's when the woman explained her daughter's been dead three years. Died on the side of the road. Oh, my God. That road. Now, that night, because the mother was out at a social event. Mm-hmm. When she came home around 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, she went to bed. And then she shot out of her sleep. And then she heard a little girl's voice. I'm finally home. I don't know about you, but I would shit bricks if I heard that. I would literally shit a brick. Oh, yeah. I would sell the house. I'd get the hell out of there. I'd burn it to the ground. Or one of those three. Oh, I got more stories just like that. I got a story for you like that. Similar. This really happened to me. Now, I've had a lot of, as we know, I have had a lot of runs in with the paranormal. Now, I don't drive personally because I can't because of my autism. I get tunnel vision. Now, even when I'm in the passenger seat and I'm watching the ditches for my mom or my fiance, I watch... Doing the typical Wisconsin passenger thing. Yeah. Keep us safe, you know? Well... She's driving along, she's zoned out, she's going straight, she's tired, so she's just trying to get home, right? I'm paying attention to the ditches, and as we're on the highway, I see a woman in, she was wearing jeans, a tube top with like those little frills by the stomach area. Ooh, baby girl. And uh, those little straps around her shoulders, wearing a jean jacket. And she kind of had, like, the, the blonde 80s, you know, comb it forward, flip your hair back type of hairstyle. The style. Donald Trump. Yes. Yes. And not really, but it's like, well, she, anyway. it would go, like, to the sides. Like, they like it. She would, she came out in the front of our car, and we stopped and pulled over. I'm like, honey, did you see that? And she's like, no, no. And we just, after... We stopped and kept on going, and it's like, I'm not tired, mind you. It's like 7 o'clock at night, and it's pitch black out. Come to find out, I'm looking online, it turns out somebody in, from the from 87 died there. She was trying to cross the road to get to her car, and she got hit. My heart stopped. Like, it, like, didn't stop it. felt it. like it sunk. It felt like it sunk from my chest down to my stomach. Mm. Like, oh my god. 
No, the other big one I have. And I'll let you do the next one because we're just going back and forth. Yeah, so, so you, you do the next one. I got. Then mine will be the final story for today. Yeah, like you did yours, I do mine, I do one more, and oh, you go do ahead. yours. You know, I'm just going off what we're doing. Yeah, just go ahead, bud. Take it away. So basically, I'm about, I have to say, 16, 17 years old at the time. I go out to a cemetery um, to visit my uh, light gra- grandma. No, she's my great grandma, but she lives. Well, she's buried in a. a they're like drawers. I don't know what they're called. Mausoleum. Mausoleum, yes. Well, it's basically like a wall, and I'll have to bring you there sometime. You did? No, no, I didn't. It's a different one. All right. But basically, or maybe it is the same one. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get anyway, there. we get there when we get there. Well, I went to go visit them because my mom is so busy with work and I don't get the time. Whether she just wants to ignore the past and just move on, that's up to her. I'm not judging. Not in the least bit. But it's like, I don't remember my grandparents very well. And it's like, I want to remember them. And when I just go there and touch their names on the wall, it just brings back memories to me. Because it's like, I'm an empath, so I feel the emotion. I feel... The memory and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, you're very empathetical. Well, I get there, and I see this little girl at the corner of my eye. She's wearing nothing but white, and she's almost kind of like glowing. It's weird. Now, knowing me, I know it's a spirit, obviously. No normal little girl would be out in the middle of almost 10.30 at night playing in a cemetery of all places. I don't know, there's pretty freaky kids out there. Well, that's besides the point. Yeah, besides the point. Yeah. She's wearing, like, a Victorian-style dress. Like, one of those sleep dresses. You know? Where it's nothing but silver and little frills on the ends. By her feet. And she's scurrying along behind the tombstones and running off into the woods. The wooded area. Where you told me not to go. I go back there... Little girl's still running ahead, and she disappears out of thin air like she just fades out. Now, maybe it was just my sight and I couldn't see her, or... No, back then I didn't know she was a ghost or a spirit or whatever have you. I get halfway up that part. My heart sank like a rock in a lake. I felt... Terrified. I felt distressed and I felt like my adrenaline was going through the roof well come to find out something behind me pitch blackness was just chasing after me now I'm a big fella so I bolt out of there as fast as I possibly can and I get back to where I was sitting for the night with a friend I have never been more terrified in my life. See, this story comes with a warning label. Whatever you do, if you see a spirit, don't follow unknown spirits. So, that's just a word of advice. Now, Mr. Jake, 
Are you familiar with who has my toe? No. You're in for a treat. And for those of you who do know, let's take a trip down memory lane. So, there's a couple different variations of this story. One being a liver, the other being a toe. Well, I'm gonna tell the one about the liver. Same story, we just put a toe with the liver. So, <clears throat> there's a woman, let's say mid-40s, married to her husband for a long time. But her husband has a temper. And we all know where that leads. Yep. So, you know, very abusive. Well, he wanted liver for supper after he came home from work that night. Well, she had forgot to pick it up from the store. And she was panicking. And as she's driving home, completely in a state of panic, she notices out of the corner of her eye the morgue. So, in order to stay out of her trouble, she sneaks into the morgue and finds a body. Wide open in the middle of an autopsy. Or, just like, embalmment. Embalmment, yeah. yeah. So, what she does, she steals the liver. Goes home. Cooks it. Husband gets home right when supper's done. She says, nope, I'm not hungry, you have it. Well, after he eats it, says that was really good. Nothing bad happened that night. You know, everybody showered up in bed till about midnight. When she hears a knock at the door. And she hears the sound. Who has my liver? And she hears footsteps up the stairs. As the sound gets louder. Who has my liver? And it sound right next to her husband. Who has my liver? You've got it! And she keeps her eyes closed as she hears her husband screaming. The end. I do have another one along those lines. Jesus Christ, dude. You made me almost shit myself. I think I can smell it. <laughs> you want to hear my last one? Oh, great. Sure. All right. This is also an older one I heard when I was a kid. Shouldn't have heard it when I was a kid, but I heard it when I was a kid. Ooh, if we're talking about campfire stories, I got one for you after this. We should have an episode based off campfire stories. This can be the last one for this episode. Because we're rolling a little over, but... Yeah, we always usually do something. <laughs> I mean, we did have an hour, so it's not like we're not... We were close to an hour. Yeah. So, alright. We could do mine last, if you want. Yeah, yours would be last, because you did two in a row, I'm going to do two in a row, and then yours would be last. And that's it for the recording. That's okay. So, there's an old woman, lives alone, has a dog. And whenever, like, let's say thunderstorms or something, or something scares her, she gets anxious, she puts her hand down. 
and lets her dog lick her hand. Well, one particular night, she's watching the news, and she heard, you know, our uh, news story about, you know, uh, lunatic escapes from asylum. She didn't think anything out of it. It was a couple cities over. So she winds up going to bed that night. And she gets startled awake with a dripping sound. Drip, drip, drip. She puts her hand down and lets her dog lick her hand. She goes and checks all the faucets in the house. And nothing going on. She tries to fall back asleep, gets back in bed, and drip, drip, drip. She's looking everywhere. Can't seem to find this drip. You know, she goes back to bed and she just keeps hearing it. Drip, drip, drip. Well, she has a back room that she finally checks. There's the dog hanging by a meat hook. Drip, drip, drip. Jesus. Who licked her hand? Well, she goes to find out. Windows wide open at this point. Can't seem to find who did it. Or what did it. Your turn. Jesus. Alright, so... I had a bunch of friends, and this was probably when I was like six or seven years old. We're sitting around a campfire at my cousin's place, and... They're telling scary stories, and I heard this story about an old woman and her husband. Well, this had to be around 1970, around that area. And this old 50s couple around their 70s, 80s years old are in a house happily built by the husband. Well, husband's making dinner and lady is sitting out front. Oh, this old lady is nice as can be, makes cookies, stuff like that. Well, husband's a coal miner. Now, the husband and wife have been happily married for over 50 years. Husband goes to the coal mine, works, comes home, showers, goes to sleep after dinner. Wife sits at home, tends to her garden, Picks vegetables, picks berries, goes on a mail run, goes to the post office, picks up dinner from the grocery store and comes home, cooks it by the time her husband gets home. And it repeats like that for over close to 40 years. This lady is a happily married, has had only one child, okay? child moved out to go to New York like you know how country folk always have that one kid that wants to go off and be more with themselves oh yeah we have all seen movies like that or had stories like that or maybe even nowadays some people are still like that and that's okay now for over 50 years this woman and husband have been doing this for years one day the mailboy driving along the ditch Goes up their place, throws the newspaper up, has been doing this for over 10 years. Now, 
supposedly these two have been married for over 60 years now. Okay, he's been doing this for 10 years. And hasn't occasionally seen the full-grown child coming in and out of the home. One day, he waves at the two. Husband just gets home around like five. Wife just gets home at the same time, and they both wave at the kid, and after throwing the newspaper up there, he drives away and says goodbye. One day, they're not there, and the kid's driving away. Kid on his bike waves down the person driving, and is like, do you know where those two um, nice people were? And the kid's like, what are you talking about? Well, every time I come back here for about 10 years now, I've been driving by here, throwing a newspaper up on their deck and waving goodbye and hi to them. Kid, there has been nobody but me for the past 10 years who have been living here. The kid's face went white. The old people have been dead for over 10 years. They died of a heart attack in their beds together. That wasn't bad. I like it. Now, the funny thing is, it has a happy ending. Believe it or not. Granted, they died of a heart attack, but they died together in their sleep. Indeed. Now, I think that just about wraps it up. I believe next week, we're going to tell nothing but campfire scare stories. So... That's it for this week's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. And as always, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, and at Twitter at the underscore multiverse three. So y'all have a good week and see you next time. And always remember, the flavor zone exists. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Mm.